Welcome to Well, Why Not? Conversations about opening your mind, then your passport. My name is Deborah, and I'm a first-generation Haitian-American who decided to leave the U.S. several times during my adult life. Currently, I live in Quito, Ecuador, where I've been for the past four years. I'd like to share more about my journey with you and invite others who have taken the leap to move away from the familiar, mainly in the form of immigration or expatriation. Greetings for those of you tuning in for the first time, welcome. And for those of you who have listened to previous episodes, welcome back. So I have not uploaded a new episode um, or posted to any of my social media um, for the past month. And I thought, what better way to get back on the saddle and to kind of get back in this groove of podcasting than to explain why. (laughs) So I want to first um, link to my previous episode when I talked about working while being an expat and how I've managed my career um, during these 11 plus years um, living in different countries. And um, I don't think I mentioned in that episode that I recently started a new position. Um, Back at the end of last year, of all years, um, I did start working for a humanitarian assistance aid type organization. And I am overseeing all the Latin America projects, which is exciting and actually was sort of a shift for me, although I'd always been in that field, in the international development field, and that's always been my passion, still is. Um, I never, I kind of avoided taking positions that were regional and positions that required me to move around a lot, um, mostly out of fear. And I think last year I realized that that was silly. (laughs) And at this point, there was no good reason for me to not take that kind of challenge on and, um, and at least try to rise the, to the occasion. So that being said, um, the reason I, um, was gone for the, for the past four weeks was traveling for work. And, um, I, it's almost, I almost don't know how to talk about it because it was such an unexpected opportunity, such an unexpected, um, trip um, that even when I took this role and knew that I was going to be overseeing projects in Latin America and, and um, traveling to different countries in the region, I I didn't understand to what extent <laughs> that I could be traveling and that it also meant traveling outside of that region. So, I mean, like many of us, I think last March, we all knew or thought we were going to be hunkering down for at least a while. I know we all, for the most part, were under the impression. I, I remember there were a few people who were more cynical and, and knew that this was going to be the for the long haul. But at least what we were being told at that point was it was going to be like a month, a month and a half tops. Um, so at that point, you know, trips were canceled. Every, you know, our, our annual trip to Haiti was canceled. Everything that we sort of had planned, graduations were canceled. Um, anything that required travel <laughs> was canceled pretty much. Um, and we, you know, as, as sad as it was, we grieved it and, and we moved on from it. And the longer things went on, I, I think the more 
you started to think, okay, this is just what, this is the new normal. We're not going to be traveling. We're not going to be seeing, um, family until, until it's over. Um, and you know, (laughs) a year later, over a year later, I think we've all sort of figured out what we're comfortable with and what we're not comfortable with. Um, so going back to the the position and knowing that, um, it was going to require travel. I think even in the beginning, I assumed the travel would start when this was all over (laughs) and, um, and it didn't, it really, it started pretty much a little less than a month after I, I started, I took the position that I took my first trip and, um, it was quite interesting. Um, I interesting in the sense that I didn't think that I would do it. But one of the things that I was trying to do with taking on this role is saying more, saying yes more, you know, saying or being open to more opportunities and trying to kind of shed this fear that I had about a bunch of different things. So um, the, the fact that I traveled so quickly after I started, shocked me. (laughs) It shocked me that I I even agreed and I, you know, did it with gusto. Um, but that was, that was great. And I think the, the, from that first trip, I, I realized several things about how I was handling not only this whole situation, the, the pandemonium, I just hate all the words that we've been saying for the past, (laughs) many, many, many months. So, um, I, yeah, I just, I, I saw this shift and I know in a previous episode, um, the one called sheltering in place, um, while abroad or something like that. But I I remember, um, titling it sheltering in place as opposed to quarantining for a good reason. But anyway, (laughs) um, I, I know, and I, even in that episode, I mentioned, I was so appreciative of the way or the policies that were taken or that were put in place here that were so strict. And when I would talk to friends and family, specifically in the U.S. and even some in Europe, they were like, what? Like, you know, you, what do you mean you have to wear a mask outside? What do you mean, you know, you have to wear a mask even if you're driving alone in your car? Like things like that that do sound ridiculous, but it for some reason gave me the sense of security whether it was false or not, I don't know, but it did give me <laughs> the person who hated travel, who no loves traveling, hates flying, um, gave me this sense of security. So when I took that trip, um, I noticed immediately after leaving Quito that people were not doing the same things that we were doing here. <laughs> and, you know, for one thing, wearing the face shield, um, obviously everybody wore masks and being inside an airport, everybody's wearing masks, but having, um, the face shield on was where leaving here, it was the majority of us. Once I you know, got to the next place, it was maybe me and two other people. And that was, I mean, I observed it. I, I was like, okay, I know that, um, you know, for some people, the face shield is a bit much my reasoning. And, and this is not, to say that this should be everybody's reason. Again, we all have found our own levels of comfort and what works for us, but I have allergies. I, the mask is great because yeah, having that barrier, you do, I mean, about a month in wearing it, you tend to not 
try to touch your face anymore or touch your mouth at least. But because of my allergies, my eyes burn and they itch. And I feel that while traveling and you're around a lot of people, I don't have access to soap and water like I do when I'm at home. Um, That having that on, I just have less of a chance of rubbing my eyes. Um, so that it works for me. It's not that I think that this face shield is, you know, the ultimate barrier and will keep everything away and, you know, none of that. We all know after all this time what the risks are and that, you know, it's, it's impossible to eliminate risks a hundred percent. They're always there. Um, but yeah, seeing that and, um, and then realizing, oh, so I, I guess I am coming from a place where, Things are more strict. Um, and But then, again, it gave me this false sense of security. <laughs> like, okay, that's good. That um, that means that I, I tend to be more careful than most. Um, but, it you know, it, I did not, what I also have learned to do is to not judge. And just because, you know, I'm in a, new, a different place and people aren't taking the same precautions and um, you know, I am the, the lone person with my mask on outside. That's okay. I mean, I, I'm, and if they're judging me, that's okay, but I'm not judging them. Um, again, I just did what made me comfortable, especially in a very uncomfortable situation for me traveling (laughs) while all this is going on. Um, so, you know, uh, also the precautions that I, I tend to always take, um, that can sometimes, you know, vary based on the group is just having my mask on all the time. And sometimes I was the only one with my mask on. And that was just, again, my level of comfort made me feel better. Um, it's not that I, I didn't have the expectation that everybody was going to do everything that I did. I knew that I could only control me (laughs) and my reaction and what I did to make myself feel better. And, um, and that's how I, I sort of handled it. And it worked for me. Um, Worked for me that, or worked so much, I guess, that like a month later, it was a little over a month later, took another trip. Um, and then by then we were getting my, we also took a trip to get my daughter settled um, in university. So it just sort of became, what I say, it, the travel became a little less daunting and a little, I was a little less fearful of it because I'd done it. I'd done it, gotten past it. Um, done it again, gotten past it, <laughs> done it again. So, you know, that repetition and doing things and facing it, facing and saying, not, you know, running away from it, but saying, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and, and I'm going to do my best and it'll be okay. Um, so, you know, all those, all those things that we, we would, we, we were hearing, um, in terms of what can minimize your risk. I tried to do them. Um, I think that also helped with the travel, but, um, Again, nothing is 100%. So <laughs> any sneeze or anytime somebody started feeling sick, you know, after um, we met with them, there was this, there was, there was a sense of worry and, and rightfully so. Um, but it, it is, I, I just, I think back to these past six months and I just know I did what I felt comfortable doing. Um, I cannot or would not suggest that somebody else do it just because I did it. Um, I would not um, um, try to convey that, oh, I have the secret formula to, oh, traveling, you know, during a pandemonium and, and you'll be fine. I, I wouldn't even 
claim that. Um, but I, for me, this episode, although I wanted to touch on that and, and sort of put out there that the, these are the things I did to make myself, I did not just throw caution to the wind and, you know, jump in feet first and say, you know, whatever happens, happens. I was very aware of all the risks that I, I was taking, but I really wanted to focus more on the fact that I took them, the fact that I did, um, on purpose, you know, um, consciously say, I'm not going to let fear dictate my decisions. Um, and I, I, I'm sure there are a lot of other people who do that too. (laughs) And it's not easy. It's not easy to get to a point where you, you choose, um, to be scared and do the thing that's making you scared. You know, it's easier to say, yeah, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, I'm not going to do it. Um, this, in my case, it just happened to be this. It just happened to be the the flying and all of that. But I mean, it could be anything. I'm sure all of us sometimes, you know, have have certain things that we don't enjoy doing as much, or and and we don't really look at why we don't enjoy doing them. Um, a while back, I also posted um, something about like take every chance, drop every fear. And it really has been my mantra. Like I, I didn't, I remember saying, no, I'm not going to post it until I know I'm living it. Cause it's easy to, that would be like my hope, you know, that, that had been my hope years ago. Like, yes, just take every chance, like say yes, say yes. Like stop overthinking and, um, you know, analyzing and, and, and assessing all the, all the risk before, before actually committing and then, or letting those, whatever, you know, you find out lead you to say, yeah, no, I don't think it's, you know, great for me right now, or I don't think it's a great option for me right now. And it probably sounds funny coming from somebody who, who did take risks in other, in other ways, you know, leaving, you know, very familiar surroundings behind and jumping into unfamiliar territory and all of that. But that's why I thought it was important to talk about because I that I think it's easy to assume because I I do take risks in, in certain aspects of my life that that I'm comfortable with it and that I'm somehow fearless and I'm brave and and all that I am I am in certain in certain respects and in certain situations but there are so many things that yeah I would just you know easily talk myself out of out of fear not because um, they wouldn't benefit me or, um, I wouldn't enjoy doing them. I just, there was too much fear around it. Um, and, and I think starting with accepting this position, I said, I'm not going to, I can't, I can't continue. I mean, if I'm going to commit to taking this role, I have to commit to also saying yes more. And it's permeated into everything. It's not just for the role. It's, you know, other things in my life, even like joining groups and, and, um, doing trainings that I never thought I'm also one of those people who <laughs> I'm, I'm my toughest critic. So I would never think that I could train somebody on something. Um, but I can, there are things that I have for many years, um, learned about and, um, become very well versed in. So why not? And then, even if it's not perfect, I got to start doing it in order to get good. Right. So it is really taking on that, um, that mentality, which I think it really started with this role. It it has just led me to be able to say yes to so much more. Um, recently during my, um, 
one of my recent trips, oh, and let me just say, according to Google Maps, I have been around the world <laughs> in mileage this year already. Um, in the first five months of, of 2021, I have taken a trip around the world. But anyway, um, my recent trip, um, I was planning on spending a few days with my daughter um, and I, she was supposed to be coming back. Her semester was ending and I had said, Ah, well, yeah, you'll just travel back home alone, but I'll see you for a few days on my way um, back to Ecuador. And um, lo and behold, I do end up two weeks later flying back and, and quote unquote, picking her up. Um, and it's, and what I realized in that situation was I was saying no, like, ah, no, I can't do that. I can't like get back home and then travel or like after a two week trip, get home and then two weeks later travel again. I don't know why I couldn't, or I said I couldn't because I did it. <laughs> and, and I, I started to think more and more about how this past year has probably made a lot of people say yes more, um, or just realize that things that you thought you couldn't do. Yes, you could. Um, things that I remember even back, um, in March where people, this was specifically people in the U S were like, Oh no, we're not going to shut down like, the, like China did like the U S can't shut down like that. And then it did. <laughs> um, and so many instances of that. So I just, I just kept thinking, like, I, I need to get away from that kind of thinking. I, I'm, I would hope to get to a place where I won't even say I can't anymore um, or this can't be done. It's more like, let's find a way to make it happen. Um, and, I, and in some respects, I've always been that way. But there had been so many instances, especially when it required getting on a plane, where I would say, oh, no, 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 I can't do that. Oh, no, 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 we can't do that. Um, we can't travel that close together or we can't travel for that long or, you know, or travel that far. Um, and I realized in the past six months, mostly in the past two months, that there, there's always a way. Um, there's always a way in everything as long as you're not letting you know, fear leads you. And the more I practice it, I think the easier it gets. Um, that is not to say uh, that I'm not setting healthy boundaries, that I'm not, um, I mean, if something really does make me uncomfortable for whatever reason that I'm not listening to, I should, I continue to listen to myself in that sense. But I've gotten better at determining is if, does it make me uncomfortable or am I scared? Um, and I think that's where I was missing out on so many opportunities because more often than not, it was just because I was scared. Um, I've, uh, because of the saying yes to everything, I feel like I'm showing up to so much more. Um, and when I say showing up, you know, not, not lit, not physically, you know, it's in the figurative sense too. It's just, I'm present. I'm, if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. If I commit to it, I, I do it. Um, and it, it was easier to, you know, hesitate on the commitment so that I didn't have to do it and I didn't have to show up and I didn't have to face um, certain challenges. So, you know, like many of us too, I, I have that fear of public speaking. And every time that I know I'm going to speak to a group of people that I don't know very well, there's that, that you get the nerves and am I going to sound stupid? And um, am I going to ramble? Am I going to just run? <laughs> I used to have that fear, especially speaking in, in crowds, you know, in person where I thought, am I going to get so scared that I just run off the stage? Um, I've never done it, but that's always a fear. <laughs> so even with that, you know, saying more, yes, more to those types of opportunities as well. Um, 
I think has, has done me very well. Um, I'm really happy with where I am right now. I don't know in a month, I don't know in six months, but right now I am very proud of all the risks I've taken, um, even in in these crazy times where you 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 feel more it's it feels like it makes more sense to avoid risk and to hunker down and to keep everyone safe and i've managed to do that i've managed to keep everyone safe um but it didn't mean that i had to say no and it didn't mean that i had i had to um run away from from great um I don't, I mean, I, I feel like I've said opportunity so many times, but yeah, just really, really interesting, um, situations. And, and like I said, it's not just professionally, but personally as well, just knowing that I can do it. It's just, I have to, <laughs> I have to kind of keep pushing myself in that direction. So, um, I, I feel like this is probably one of the reasons people you know, kind of teeter on moving and, and starting over and, and, you know, especially to, to new places, whether it be a foreign country or a new city, um, just fear. Um, so that's why I thought it was important to share that even seeing, you know, everything that I've done in the past, um, I would say more, I've been, you know, out of the U.S. for, for 11 plus years, but I mean, I've been making those types of decisions for many more. Um, and even with that, there was still, there were still things that made, that scared me and, and made me hesitate. Um, but you can do it. <laughs> so that's my little pep talk. And it's a pep talk to myself as well to, to keep doing it, to keep saying yes, to keep showing up, to keep, um, challenging myself and taking those risks. Um, of course, with all the biosecurity measures in place, but it's possible. It's possible even right now. And that's and I think uh, that's another lesson I'm going to remember going forward is if I were if I was able to do all this now, right now, when the the easiest thing to do was to shy away from risk, then what can I do in the next year, in the next five years? So. That is my update on why I was gone. Um, let me know on whatever platform you're listening to. Is there anything that scares you? Have you been leaning in more this past year because of the situation? Um, or have you just decided you're just going to stay real safe <laughs> until this whole thing is over? All right. Until the next time, be well. Thanks for listening.